Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch. Back to my Punchbowl News. It's Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we have some news on the House taking action about members trading stocks. Number two, some interesting developments on the left and how some are approaching President Joe Biden's SCOTUS pick. And number three, Biden's niece. She's got a new gig and we have all the details. All right, Jake, let's get into it. The top of Punchable News AM, we are breaking news this morning that Speaker Nancy Pelosi is writing legislation to address members trading stock, an issue that has really caught fire this year. That's right. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is, let's just start from the top. She is going to, um, she's moving to ban stock trading for members of Congress. This is an issue that has been, uh, I mean, Anna, we've been talking about this a little bit uh, on the podcast, but this is something that has gained steam in recent weeks and months, uh, gained steam on the outside, gained steam on the inside. There's a ton of bills in the House and the Senate, Republicans and Democrats. Um, And, uh, uh, you know, Let's just start with the obvious. Like, most people agree that members of Congress should not be day trading, right? They shouldn't be. uh, Members of Congress get all sorts of of sensitive information all the time. And they shouldn't be able to trade. I mean, they, they can't not get that sensitive information, right? They can't remove themselves from that situation. So how do they, how, so how, how do you account for that? And that's a big question that Congress has been asking for a while. Pelosi has resisted this in the past, but um, she's, she's totally, um, she's totally kind of reversed herself in a sense, but there are Let's pause on that for a second. We'll talk about some of the other stuff in a second. But I mean, the politics here, Anna, seem to be ripe, I would yeah, say. to say the least. I mean, I think it's interesting. And there are challenges which we can get into. And there's a myriad of them. And where we end up from today to to the, you know, what actually gets put into law is probably, you know, going to be a very long process. But I do think like 30,000 foot look, this is we're in the middle of a very contentious, you know, midterm election. There's very few things that Republicans and Democrats agree on. And this is one of them, right? This has really caught fire in the Senate as well in the House where you kind of have this consensus now in a way that certainly five years ago there was not that they need to address beyond what is just in the Stock Act, the 2012 law governing how members disclose the purchase or sale of stocks uh, to eliminate the trading of individual stocks by members of Congress. You know, it just shows on some of these kind of issues how quickly that sentiment can change. The Stock Act is a, is it doesn't go, according to most members, and I think we could say doesn't go far enough. Um, uh, I could say that, uh, not my view, but members of Congress say that it doesn't go far enough. But let's just talk about this here. Number one, this will extend to senior staff. This will extend to senior members of, of the congressional staff. Um, who this, often this, le- this legislation that Pelosi's working on, right? That Pelosi and Zoe Lofgren, the chair of the House Administration Committee, are working on senior staff. I was talking, Brez and I, John Bresnan and I, were talking to a source yesterday who basically we were laughing about this because senior staff get way more information than members of Congress and oftentimes understand the information way better than members of Congress because, as we know, there are people who come to Capitol Hill and become subject matter experts on a whole host of issues. It's almost like you're 
thrown into sometimes you come in having the subject matter expertise sometimes you gain it on Capitol Hill uh, you and I know lots of people who are experts on financial services or, or whatever or defense spending whatever let's talk about some of the complications here I mean there are just so many I mean do so let's say you get divorced when you're a member of Congress does your new and you get remarried or you get married for the first time does your spouse have to sell all of their stock could let's say they're in stock trading, like that's their job, <laughs> you know, um, does, do, do they have to stop doing that because they're marrying a senior staffer or a member of Congress? What about inheritances? What about education accounts, retirement accounts, cryptocurrency, stock and closely held family companies? Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, it's just, a, there's just a ton of tripwires here that, and I'm not saying these are problems. Like they, they're just I could we could tell you um, from our reporting that these are issues that they are trying to work out. Can I and um, I, I think I just want to say one thing here, though. I think that, yes, all to your point, they can work out. They're working through the details because this is it might sound great, but the devil's always in the details here. And I the one thing that I do think will impact this is who's going to run for office and who's going to work on Capitol Hill. Because this is, it, I, I think it is, it's a folly to think that it won't impact that. It's already a tough place. I mean, yesterday we had a member of Congress telling another member of Congress to kiss his ass. He had to go apologize for it. Like, it's not the best place to work right now in general. And if you're a staff person, you're not making a ton of money. You know, are you really, do you, or do you want this experience? Do you believe in service to country so much so that you're willing to, you know, potentially get rid of all of your stocks? You know, when you've got kids that need to go to college or you've got other things that you want to do. I mean, I, I, I do think there is practical implications here that are bigger than just, okay, what does a member of Congress do? Oh, of course. There's no doubt about that. Um, and like, and let's say, let's actually just give, and we can move on because I don't, we could talk about this for an hour, but let's say, <laughs> let's say Congress says, one suggestion that I think has been championed by John Ossoff, of a Democrat from Georgia in the Senate, is put everything in qualified blind trusts, right? So you say, let's say Congresswoman Anna Palmer goes to Congress. This Ooh. won't happen. But, <laughs> but let's, a promotion say, today. let's say you have a big portfolio or even a small portfolio. Let's say you have $50,000 in stocks. You put it into a, a blind trust and you have to hire a manager to manage your investments, right? So you have a couple stocks and it's worth whatever. You have somebody manage it. Who's going to pay for that? Do you, let's say you you come into Congress. I don't. You, you're making one hundred seventy four thousand dollars, and you don't want to pay somebody to manage your money. It's small, a relatively small or or even medium sized portfolio. And who approves those qualified blind yeah, who, trusts? I was going to say who's also in Congress overseeing this and making sure that these right. are actually blind trusts. I mean, well, in the, the Senate, the Ethics Committee has to has to sign off on those blind trusts. There's 435 members of the House. Are they going to suddenly hire an entirely new legal staff to to deal with all this stuff? I mean, it's it's just. And again, we're, I'm not complaining or saying or I'm not passing judgment on any of this. I'm just saying these are the things they're trying to figure out right now in crafting this legislation, which is just a massive undertaking. All right, let's move on to the number two story of the morning. Um, some interesting reporting here on kind of how some members of Congress are choosing to stay out 
of backing or you know actually really kind of saying they don't want they they're they're opposed to certain potential nominees uh, for the Supreme Court uh, Representative Cory Bush a leading new voice on the progressive left uh, has an interesting take here yeah Cory Bush uh, Missouri Democrat uh, uh, Christian Hall our our uh, great reporter on the Punchball News team who works with me Brez and Max Cohen were the team on Capitol Hill as you know Anna but I'll tell I'll just give them a shout out uh Christian spoke to Corey Bush yesterday as part of a small very small round table and and she said something that perked up Christian's uh, a bunch of things that perked up Christian's ears um and and this what what we write about this morning is that she does this is her quote uh, it's worth just stating I don't think we should be pitting black women against each other in the sc- for the SCOTUS seat so she's basically saying she's not going to get engaged in a back and forth and putting down one black woman over another and, and as we know there are only black women who are up for this this supreme court seat um and uh, just an interesting peek into how a leading voice on the on the progressive left, a, a black woman in Congress, represents the the St. Louis area. How she believes um, this how how she believes this debate should go down. All right, let's move on to the number three story of the morning. We have some more news. Lots of news this morning in Punchbowl News AM. If you don't subscribe, you should. Uh, but this morning, GM, U.S. auto giant, it's hiring Missy Owens, President Joe Biden's niece to be its director of ESG policy. That, of course, is environment, sustainability, and governance, a growing part of a lot of large corporations. Um, big, A big shift here. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting when the president, uh, anybody in his family or extended family, gets a job here in Washington. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Missy Owens is the niece of Joe Biden, the daughter of Valerie Biden Owens, who, as we know, is is very close to his her to her brother, Joe Biden, the president of the United States. Um, uh, an interesting hire for GM, which is, I believe, uh, Anna, you could correct me if I'm wrong, which has upped their office in recent months, years, has been has hired a few people and has has grown a little bit on the on the D.C. side. Um we just we thought we should point this out to you. It's an interesting hire. We don't do many hires in Punchbowl News, but uh, we do some. Yeah, absolutely. Part of the kind of growing just automakers in general as they look to make their transition to become more green and look at alternative fuels certainly have, um, you know, really increased their presence here in Washington. So something to watch and certainly something to watch that as, as more of these companies do have that ESG function coming to Washington, something that we are watching really closely, Jake, uh, yes, ourselves. Yes, we are. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. Leave us a rating and review. You can also subscribe, as I said earlier, to Punchbowl News at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.